Today's retail market is rapidly changing. This year, gain the skills you need to grow your business and learn how to make a profit-focused strategy for the future. The NHPA Retail Management Certification Program will provide you with college-level training on everything from business strategy and financial management to marketing, merchandising, operations, and more. Classes are taught by successful retailers, industry experts, and collegiate professors. Don't wait. Classes start soon. Apply by July 1st to start your certification. Scholarships are also available. Learn more and apply today at yournhpa.org rmcp. Welcome to another episode of Tell Me More, hosted by myself, Renee Shagnon. In today's episode, I'm talking with Ryan Ringer, owner of Gold Beach Lumber, a seven-chain operation in Oregon, and one of the newest members of the NHPA Board of Directors. Listen to the episode to learn about Ryan's experience as a fourth-generation business owner and his thoughts on how NHPA serves independent retailers and why becoming a board member was something he wanted to pursue. Welcome to the podcast, Ryan. We're excited to have you on. Thank you, Renee. So before we really dive in and start, you know, talking about the business, Gold Beach Lumber, do you mind introducing yourself? Maybe tell us a little background about um, who you are in your life before officially joining the family business and maybe kind of some of the stuff about like growing up and all of that. Sure. Um, again, my name is Ryan Ringer. I uh, live in uh, Gold Beach, Oregon and uh, involved in uh, family business, fourth generation, um, started by obviously my uh, great-grandparents and uh, I kind of as far as when I got involved in the situation uh, probably started at a very young age we used to ride the school bus to work uh, mom and dad couldn't afford a babysitter so uh, we catch the school bus to work and for, I guess right out of the gates uh, I got a, a broom and a dustpan and I was told to stay busy until it's, it's time to go home. old as time I love it <laughs> Yeah, pick up pick up nails on the floor, pick up screws, put them back in the bulk bins, and uh, sweep floors and take out trash. So, started that very early, and I uh, went off to college and uh, and did that out of the gates there, and uh, I went and did a couple odd jobs uh, after college, and then really it wasn't necessarily drawn back to the business, but I was really drawn back to the the area and the region. Uh, Southern Oregon on the is gorgeous and. Uh, I kind of just knew after I lived in Reno and uh, Baltimore randomly after college uh, doing some jobs um, that were great outside sales experience. Um, Very happy I did that. But I just after living in Reno and Baltimore, I knew I wanted to get back to the South Coast. And um, dad was growing the business very, very strong at those times, large percentage gains annually. And uh, he kind of outgrown himself uh, in the fact that he needed more help. Um, yeah. So it was a great opportunity for me. It was kind of a crossroad. Do I stay doing what I'm doing or do I come home and, and help my dad? And I, I, I think I made the right decision and came home and helped helped uh, work side by side with my dad. So that's kind of how I got there. And uh, So when was that when you went back? Like uh, how many years after college were you gone? 2001, and you had yeah. been in college and then... I was, gone, I, was gone basically, I was gone basically. I was out of school for two years and I uh, came back... Um, 2001 and started full-time work with that yep nice so 
Um, do you mind sharing? I know you already mentioned that it, it was the business was started by your great grandfather, but um, maybe tell me just a little bit about the history of the company. I'm assuming it just started with one, and now you've grown to several locations. But kind of tell me about the early years and um, yeah, just kind of that aspect of it. Yeah, uh, great grandparents started in, in 1959, uh, okay. and it was kind of more of like a little small mercantile. It wasn't necessarily a lumber yard or a hardware store. It kind of had a little of everything, including furniture. Um, yeah. And they both got sick, and my grandfather um, was at a crossroads in his life, and he ended up coming back to help them while they were both sick with cancer. And um, he stuck around there and. You know the hustle and bustle of uh we'll call it mercantile uh my grandpa may kind of streamlined things and he thought selling uh, boards was a lot easier than selling all kinds of random things and, yeah. and he enjoyed it he enjoyed the uh, customer base that came with uh lumber so we kind of transitioned into that during um the second generation and then my father um he he came to work uh with my grandpa uh, basically, because my dad, he, he started out of school and in, into the uh, finance world and banking and realized that, you know, there's there probably going to be a, a definite hard stop in the uh, ceiling with, with how far he could go in the banking world. And he, as he was processing multiple loans, he realized that the people making, uh, don't call it money, or being successful were people who had their own businesses. Yeah. So he had the opportunity uh, to go to work um for my grandfather and they partnered up right out of the gates and when my dad came to work with him um so yeah uh and then and then i yeah then i then i come along yeah but the the growth growth really happened sorry there uh, the growth happened um when my father and i kind of got together um yeah and that's you know early 2000s the world was on fire uh we we were servicing our local community of Gold Beach, and then we were also servicing a town 30 miles south of us called Brookings. Um, and we, you know, we were growing 10 to 20, 30 percent annually um, during those early 2000s, um, and, and just out of a one-store uh, operation. And then when we got to two stores, kind of a funny story there. Uh, I've worked side by side with my dad for six, seven years, and uh, I was pounded him to get to that second store for basically then that was six seven years uh you know i'm young i'm in my early mid 20s i don't it's not my money you know we're just we're just yeah. you can't life's easy <laughs> exactly and so uh i kept harassing him hey we need to open a store in brookings because uh, the majority of our dollar volume was happening in brookings um mm-hmm. he just said no 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 and he kept using oh bad location bad location well during uh Winter of 2007, 2008, Ford and General Motors were closing down dealerships around the country, and I flew out of Brookings. I drove by Brookings on on a flight um, on a Friday, and I came back on a Sunday, and the Ford dealership was empty. And I thought, okay, he can't get out of this one. This is a great location, and it fit perfect. Fit perfect for a lumberyard. Um, And so I went back to work, and and. uh, I said, hey, Dad, you can't get out of this one. Here we go. And in uh, summarized a couple days there, he basically said, you're serious? And I said, yeah, let's do it. Why wouldn't we do it? Again, like I said, I'm in my mid-20s. I don't yeah. know anything. You're ready to take the risks. Just aggressive, yeah. And uh, he, he told me that day in his office, it was the end of January, I think around the 28th or so. 
And he sat there and said, if you're serious, okay, your mom and I will support support it financially, but I quit. And I thought, what? I didn't know what that meant. I don't want anything to do with two stores. I don't want anything to do with two staffs. I don't want anything to do with two fleets of trucks. He says, you're on your own. He says, but I'll, I'll support you. And so that was kind of, that was a major crossroad for our company. And um, that was the end of January in 08. And by June 1st, uh, one of his requests were that I had to have the store open June 1st uh, that year. And uh, we hit that deadline and, and that was our second store. And um, yeah, we're, we're we're at seven now, and when we 13 years later, so you know we're averaging a store, uh, you know, less than every couple of years, and uh, the, growth, the growth's been fun. It's been fast. Uh, my hairline shows it, but uh, we're having we're having fun. I got a great staff. Uh, we got some awesome key people that have been with us for a long time, and uh, this growth is really uh, a lot of it's on their shoulders because um, you know I. I come up with ideas and, and these guys help execute them and without them I couldn't do it. So no great staff and most of these key players have been with us for you know shoot we got one guy celebrating a uh, 40th anniversary this year and uh, he, was, he, yeah, he was one of my father's first hires around uh, 1981 so um, and, and he's been an exceptional employee since so it's been great. Um, you grew the, the operation and we kind of already talked about this but what I loved hearing the story of going from one to two and like the reins were basically passed to you. Your dad was like, okay, I'm stepping back. It's all on you now. What was it like as you kept growing bigger and bigger? And I know I kind of joked, it's like, it's like playing Monopoly, but like after a while, I'm sure part of it is like, you you have to strategize and like really think through, does this location make sense? Like what has that been like, you know, just being in a consistent push with growing and do you see more stores in your future is that something you're still just kind of open to but not like there's no like definite plans right now well actually um it's it's interesting our growth uh it's really besides the second store um the other ones i guess would say kind of fell in our laps um the third was if you want to call it an acquisition but it was more of a uh previous ownership there was just an opportunity happened so we're a we're a member of the do it best co-op and uh, a store um for whatever reasons uh dropped their do it best membership which opened up uh the town the next town to the north of us it opened up the do it best membership in that region and i I honestly i fairly i guess i bleed orange with do it best and i I wouldn't open a store without do it best so when when that membership uh when that region came available for that town, um, you know, we stepped in and, and took advantage of that. But we actually ended up acquiring a True Values location. We didn't acquire their business per se. Uh, we just there was someone who had been his family business had been there for decades, and they were ready to get out. And yeah. basically, was, we just purchased their real estate from them, and that became our, our third location. Um, so that I, I really wasn't out looking for that one. That one just kind of opened up. Um, and again, then the fourth and the fifth ones. Uh, the ownership of the fourth and fifth stores. There was two gentlemen who were uh, mid 60 years age. One I think believe might be seven early 70s, and they've been doing it for 30, 40 years. And I'd known them through different trade shows and and different vendor meetings. Um, and they were do it best members also. And they just called and said, hey, we want to cash out. We want out. And uh, they had known I just did the third store. And again, I'm relatively young, especially at the time. And they said, hey, we, we want you to 
take over basically our employees. You know, we, we, we like what you do with staff, how you treat your people, and we want to make this work for you. So they put together a package for me that was extremely, um, uh, I guess, aggressive because, I mean, they, they wanted to pass the baton. One of them kind of developed some health issues, which would push, push the uh, – push the closing up a little quicker time frame wise but uh um you know they just made an opportunity i couldn't say no to so again i wasn't out looking for that one either um and then and then now i go in relatively basically two three years i go from two stores to five and it's like boom and that's you know you don't necessarily spend your time at that point working on nuts and bolts anymore it's okay i need to develop systems and processes and i need to restructure my organizational staff to handle the growth um we grew 40 45 percent overnight in those stores four and five and i mean the world changed and of course you pick up two stores who do things completely different so I learned a lot in that transition um, about how to come in and, and speak with staff, new staff especially. Um, just the transition. We took one store and we tried to do it all ourselves, um, the transformation. Um, we accomplished it, but it went a little slower than uh, partnering with Do It Best to help us through a lot of the transition with inventory and resets uh, and merchandising. So learned a lot there. Um, we can do it, but we're that's not our business and we're not near as efficient as someone who does it every day so we picked up some some bumps and bruises along those roads but we accomplished our goals and um the sixth store again same thing we're trying to get the world right uh with the five we got and a seller's broker uh called me and just random cold call and uh i said yeah i mean i'll look at anyone's PLs that's for sale because you know I, I think so far we've acquired some real gems um necessarily i'm not out looking for projects but if you can turn key that's self-sufficient and um, is not going to put my corporation at risk then I, i'm going to look at it for sure um but uh yeah the sixth one worked out well uh that i one actually there was actually a couple negotiations there started out of the gates um uh again and i had just this is the same year i closed on four and five it's 2016 and uh uh, obviously, you, you buy two stores and then you um, transform them to your um, system, and there's a lot of expense in one year. And uh, to be fair, I didn't just didn't have all of the cash to, to acquire that sixth store, um, but I made an offer, and, an owner carry type offer, and uh, it just it didn't work out. And uh, that's okay. And actually, we looped back around. Uh, they came back to me after probably 18 months after trying to, you know, sell, still sell the place. And uh, I was in a much stronger financial position at that point. And uh, we were able to put the sixth one together. So again, you know, I wasn't out chasing it. They they knocked on our door. Um, the seventh one, though, I will say was a chase. Uh, we just did that one in August of 20. Um, it was actually a com- direct competitor, a great ace store that was in Brookings. And um, from a defensive standpoint, not necessarily offensive, but from a defensive standpoint in that region, um, I guess we, p- we picked up our, our largest competitor. Um, so, so that one, we, we targeted that one, but uh, the rest just kind of fallen in our lap. So to say I got a secret sauce for acquisition, I don't know if that'd be a fair statement.
Uh, I need less to do. How about that? <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, with our growth, um, my passion has been inventory, um, inventory control, merchandise, uh, things of that nature. Um, so still to this day, I'm supervising. Uh, I'm not saying I'm doing it all. I, I've, I've delegated a lot of the daily stuff out, but the um, I'm still doing a lot of inventory. And I'm, we're trying to build a team to get me out of that role uh, because it's exceptionally time-consuming. Um, so uh, and it's exceptionally time-consuming right now in the world we live in with you know vendor issues, supply issues. Um, there's a lot of chasing and hunting going on uh, to make sure you got something on your shelves. Um, and so you know my day honestly is a lot of that. Uh, we speak um, frequently with we've I've got out of being in the stores. I was trying to be in the stores weekly and that just that became a nightmare every other week, especially during acquisitions and, and um, uh, because, you know, during acquisition, basically I'm the project leader. So I'll need to more or less be in that for, you know, three to four months in a row, which makes it very difficult to be in all the other stores. So we're, we're trying to do my goal right now is to try and develop a corporate team and and get uh, get more corporate help so that uh, I can focus on maybe going out and hunting for some more acquisitions um, and being proactive versus reactive. Um, but right now, that's the transition phase we're in. Is you know when we add this next store, um, you know it's crazy. In, in three or four years, we've more than doubled our our sales volume. So it's just you know, trying to keep up with growing pains and then reorganize your uh, company. It's fun, but it's uh, every day. I, I'll just say every day, every day can be different. So uh, it's never right. It could be OSHA. I mean, COVID's been a challenge uh, this year, uh, you know, and, and trying to get, you know, multiple store managers to all be on the same page and, and, and really comprehend why we're doing what we're doing and what, what the end play is. Um, working on communication daily, you know, the more our staff knows, the more they understand why we're making the decisions we're doing. Um, don't want to be just, hey, this is the rules, live by them. You know, it's like, no, this is why we do it. Um, so we're just, yeah, yeah. I, we're, we're every day we're trying to grow and be better, and that's we preach that to the staff. Are you better today than you were yesterday? And so, uh, no, no, we're having fun. far as I, I really enjoy the people of this industry um the first couple jobs i had right out of college were uh one was in the medical industry and the other one was in the manufacturing industry uh the medical industry was tough um and i was on the sales side of it and uh it's cold calling and, and i honestly i didn't necessarily care for and I, the, it could have been the region i was into but i really didn't care for the uh the culture per se um the, the manufacturing culture, I would say, is similar to the building culture or, or the, or the um, hardware culture. Um, just good uh, blue-collar people that they, they honestly just want to get up in the morning and they want to put their name on something and be proud of it. Um, 
and so I really appreciate the people of this industry. Even even the I, mean, I should say the vendors are wonderful too. I mean, I have some great vendor relationships. I've become personal friends with a lot of vendors. Um, they're just good people, and I think a lot of us are in this industry because of the people. Um, my staff, they're I would say they're exceptional. I mean, uh, I've got lifelong relationships with staff. I got staff that changed my diaper, and I've got uh, staff that changed their kids' diapers. So. Uh, you know, we really are a absolutely, yeah. It, it's it's just they're great people. Um, but with these great people talking about what what's in store for us in the future, um, we know we've kind of set a tone that we're not going to be uh, idle. You know, we're we're looking to grow. Whether that's uh, how do we take a store and organically grow at twenty percent, or do we look and try and uh, make another acquisition or do a startup? So uh, I don't know what's going on in the next 12 months per se, but I can say in the next 24 months, um, if I had, if I had a, if I had a choice, I would say, you know, I, I want to do another ground up. Um, and, uh, you know, be able to have your fingers in everything from absolutely literally the foundation. Um, that way you get the layout you want, you get uh, the fixtures you want, uh, point of sale you want, and, and you can implement your own team and staff because um, you know we can we can cherry pick uh, from all seven stores uh, some some incredible staff members and, and put together an all-star team because once you go into a new market I mean it's tough to break into but if you've got great people at the end of the day it's it's all about relationships people shop at the independent hardware store for relationships not necessarily for price uh, or selection but it comes down to just when I walk in the door is this a place I want to be and uh I mean, I, it's, it's fun to put those kind of teams together that people walk in the door and you can just feel a vibe in most of our stores or I should say all the stores. Uh, people want to be there. I mean, there's laughing going on, you know, there's, there's, there's joking. Um, there's just energy in the stores. And so uh, that's a lot of fun. And to, to see that grow is, I mean, it's, it's fairly rewarding. Um, well, we kind of we've restructured a couple times uh, internally, and uh, you know, I, my, you know, what we got right now we run up roughly 150 full-time employees. Um, I probably run a little leaner than some others do, maybe as far as employees, but uh, we're proud that uh, we have very, very few part-time employees. Uh, we want to make an investment in the employee, not just a temporary. Hey, you can have 12 hours this week, or or 20 hours next week. Um, we really have tried to shy away from temporary employees because we feel like we want to make a commitment to you and we feel that we get a commitment in return um, and we want to make it a great place to work. And, and honestly, we don't even necessarily want to use the word work, but uh, it's just a great place to spend your day. Um, so that's a, that's a goal of ours, a goal of mine. Because um, I don't want to be anywhere I don't want to be. And so, you know, I've had numerous conversations with people that, you know, they come and 
uh, you know, their their life life is hard, and and they're struggling with things here and there. And you just say, hey, we're gonna have an adult conversation, and um, if if you don't want to be here, that's okay. You know, if, if I, I want to support you because life's too short. You know, you you need to enjoy, you're gonna spend majority of your day sleeping and at work, so you need to enjoy both of those if you can. Um, so uh, no, you know, we got. So with that being said, we, you know, we really focus on uh, trying to hire people full time. Um, and uh, we have a guy that works for us, Dean um, Krushke. Um, he, uh, he's done an excellent job implementing a uh, hiring process for us and also a training program for us. In a tremendous amount of um, NHPA's resources, uh, we... Yeah, your training modules are spectacular. This is even me pre-getting into uh, NHPA, but uh, the training modules uh, we've implemented those, and you know, I set Dean out the tasks that you know. As you're developing these stores, you know, you go into a store and you're helping customers, and you look over there, and I don't know, Billy. I don't have a Billy, but you say, Hey, Billy, can you please make a key for someone? And Billy says, I don't know how to do that. Well. That's one of the most fundamental things in a hardware store is to make a key. I tasked Dean, Dean, I want to know that every single person in our store by the second week knows how to make a key. I don't care if you're a forklift driver or you are a uh, store manager. You need to know how to make a key because having a, having a customer stand at a key um, kiosk uh, for more than a handful of seconds, if you want to call it that, um, that's just poor service. Those people are coming to us because we provide a service to them. and. and and they want to be there. Uh, don't make the person wait because you don't know how to make a key. Same thing with paint. Now, our forklift drivers don't ha- know how to make paint, but everyone that works inside the store can squirt a can of paint. If you want a custom car match, that's a different story. But anyone in our stores uh, can grab a paint chip, type it in the computer, and, and squirt a bucket of paint. Um, so Dean, Dean came out. And he created a schedule for overnight. The first 90 days of every single employee um, we know what they're doing every 15 minutes. I mean, it is completely, it's completely tasked out, and, and there's different points throughout the 90 days where they meet with different people throughout the organization to ha- discuss certain aspects and, and uh, philosophies and uh, training. But, you know, we've really mapped out those 90 days. So, you know, I know literally in the middle of the third week, once you get through your third week, you know how to make paint. Um, and, there, and there's no uh, there's no standing around, and someone should not be standing at the paint counter by themselves. Anyone in the store should be able to walk by and say, "Can I help you?" and and, and have confidence to help them. So. It's an investment, and any investment takes time to mature. Um, we struggled the first year implementing this training program and even hiring process. Uh, we went out and tar- to hiring process, simplify it. 
we targeted our best employees at specific positions. We gave them personality profiles. We gave them cognitive tests. And we basically created a profile that if you want to hire someone for this position, they need to be plus or minus 10% of this range. Um, and so with that implemented and then the training program, again, the training program is 90 days. If you if you have a hole to fill, you, uh, you need an employee to show up on Monday to go to work. Well, even though you got a hole to fill, these people are still going to execute their 90-day training. So that first year was very difficult because store managers saying, we can't do this. This is hard. This is tough. And it's just like, no, you got to do it. We're committed to the process. We're committed because long-term, we know that it's an investment. It's a long-term. Once we got through our first 12, 18 months of this program, you know, store managers like, wow, all of a sudden these people who um, went through this training program were starting to become instant uh, floor leaders at the stores because they had confidence. They, they went through the program and, and they may have not, never been in the hardware or lumber industry, but all of a sudden they had confidence because they've been trained relatively properly. And uh, it's exciting to see that store managers recognize that, like, wow, A, we're hiring the right people. That, that that they fit the job um they're happy to come to work and we're happy that they're at work b they've been trained on how to do their job properly so uh and, and their job satisfaction is much better uh you know i've been done been throwing the fire and you have no clue what you're doing can't speak the language don't know anything but yet you're you're expected to be able to mix a can of paint um and it's really hard for co-workers to train staff because they have other things to do too you know, to, to take an hour out of your day to train someone to make paint, that's very difficult. But to utilize the resources, Do It Best has some great uh, training resources. And then, again, NHPA's resources, uh, we're not doing as much training on the floor as we used to. A lot of it's uh, uh, online and, and uh, that we have workstations set up at each store, and they sit there and they go through the process. And realistically, the first few weeks, they might be on the computer two to four hours a day. And then they're spending the other four four hours shadowing, not necessarily getting trained, but just shadowing. Um, and so that that's it's. I mean, the dividends we're paying are great. But like for someone who's just starting out, you're like, well, I don't have time. You're right, you don't have time. But it's it's very similar to putting money into an equity or a stock or what you know. It matures over time, and so you put your money in there and expecting it to pay or to be perfect the next day it's it's a long-term investment well same thing with your staff your staff's a long-term investment and uh, you you just you gotta you gotta just put in the time to let it mature and uh, our, our way of getting that maturity to happen quicker is um, this training program so uh, we're really excited about it. we're proud of I'm proud of the work Dean and his team have done and I'm proud of our store managers for the execution um, you know, I'm, I'm, we're really happy with the, the team we have right now of our 150 staff. Retention's been uh, much better since we implemented this.
was absolutely my first initiation with the organization. I, I mean, I it, off the radar, really. Um, we were just in a firestorm of growth uh, around that 2015 mark um, and trying to figure out, you know, we had three stores. We were, had, we were on the hook for two more and just trying to f- just figure life out. Yes. Um, back, I had three young boys uh, and, and a great wife. So, you know, trying to figure out how to balance the home life. Uh, my oldest kid would have been six, maybe seven at the time. And so you got a seven-year-old and a, and a, and a two-year-old, and, and then you got one in the middle, and then trying to grow your business, uh, life was crazy. So uh, that was the first, um, and it was very flattering, but uh, that was the first really form of recognition that uh, myself or the family had had, because um, it wasn't just me. I mean, my dad built a incredible foundation for me to step into and really just add maybe some enthusiasm, per se. Uh, because uh, I mean, the, he, I still operate on most of his his fundamental foundations. It's just uh, I want to say it's, it's just the the risk. Maybe I'm a little more risk adverse than he is, or um, and a lot of it has to do with age too. Because he, he but 2008 had come around, he'd been doing it for basically 30 years, and he was tired. And he was seven days a week, 30 years. Um, so, uh, but no, uh, young retailer of the year. Uh, it was a great honor for my, not just myself, but my, for my family. Um, sacrifices my parents made and grandparents and great-grandparents and uh, I just happened to be the one there at the time that was young enough to accept it but no uh, great, great it's, it's, it's an absolutely spectacular um, uh, uh, event or program there, program that uh, NHPA does uh, because uh, you, you see you meet a lot of these uh, young retailers uh past and present and um there's a lot of energy in that room and there's a lot of really, it's very humbling there's a lot of really smart people in that group and uh just to sit in a room with those people i i could be a fly on the wall and just listen to them talk because you're going to absorb so much information and like i said again energy energy into the industry um it's fun to it's fun to it's fun to watch Yeah, well, being, uh, I don't know if I'm as far away from uh, the headquarters in Indianapolis as, as, a, as, a, as a member could be, but a uh, young retailer happened, and then um, NHRA then uh, hosted a young retailer forum, uh, roundtable, um, invited all uh, previous um, awardees to that event, and that's really where my relationship formed with uh, NHRA back then. Uh, uh, and I got to come to the headquarters and sit through that round table and that discussion point and then it was like holy cow look at all the resources in this place and a bunch of really smart people that are here to try and make us better uh, and you know they, in Gold Beach, Oregon I had no clue that it even existed uh, you know, two years prior and I mean it's like wow for me uh, you know, basically living on an island where we did, you know, you're trying to reinvent the wheel. You feel like you are. Uh, and you, you, you get tied in with NHPA and now, and it's like, 
well, they've already done all this stuff for you. Um, the cost of doing business study that I, I don't I look at that almost monthly just to make sure, you know, oh, this or that. Or you're thinking about ideas or, you know, you're looking at acquisitions and, uh, you know, coming from a lumberyard slash hardware background. OK, you're looking at a hardware store now. OK, well, I'm going to go to the cost of doing business study and I'm going to look at those ratios. The people I'm interested in buying, where do they fall into these ratios? I mean, it's what an awesome tool and uh, what an awesome tool for me. Also to use as uh, some justification, I guess, with my staff. It's like, hey, guys, you need to get this expense to this ratio. And they might just think I'm pulling out of my hat. I'm like, well, look at the cost of doing business study. This isn't just me. It's 15 other, 1,500 other people are in the same ratio, more or less. So it's like, okay, I got you now. And uh, we've actually used – we've sent uh, numerous employees back to NHPA um, employee programs. Um what an awesome tool there also. Um, uh, the, yeah, that, that RMCP, uh, I think one, two, three, four. I think I have five staff members that attended that, and, and they're all my leaders now. Uh, just absolutely awesome. Um, there's the leadership program going on right now. Uh, I think we have four or five people enrolled in that. Uh and it's, I mean, it's, it's honestly life-changing for a lot of these people. It just completely changes their, their approach when they walk through the doors in the morning. Um, they see things differently. They see the world differently inside your stores. Uh, they see staff differently, uh, vendor relationships differently. Uh, I mean, it's in the last, you know, a lot of our, uh, you know, a lot of our individual staff members' growth that have taken these programs have really been catapulted by those uh, NHPA programs. So, once we start going down that road in 17 and 18, um, and really utilizing this course 19, uh, you know, we Goldbush Lumber started getting much more involved, and uh, that's kind of how uh, I ended up becoming a board member. Was um, you know, our involvement in meeting some of the previous board members, and and then it's like, hey, uh, I mean. Obviously, I, I don't say we're at the time we weren't necessarily a partner of NHPA, but we we're definitely a, a, a using member. And like, hey, you know, we've had some good luck, and hey, you got some good things going on. Do you want to do you want to help us continue to grow? Like, okay, yeah, makes sense. Well, it's an interesting dynamic. Uh, the previous boards I've served on, you know, are hospital boards and, and school boards, things of that nature. Um, so they're they're a little more government based. Uh, and, and this one here, I didn't I didn't kind of know what to expect because there's definitely rules to be a board member. Uh, and this board here, uh, it's really comprised of just like you said, a bunch of independent retailers who all kind of come from miscellaneous backgrounds. Um, you know and I would say actually more than anything, our role is a is as a supporting board. And what I mean by that is uh, NHPA has a spectacular uh, leadership team, uh, very engaged, very organized. Uh, it's a well-run machine. I was, I was very surprised uh, when I sat through my first board meeting. 
Um, it, it's just it's a great team. Uh, I, our position is to help uh, facilitate, not necessarily facilitate, but to, to, to be involved and participate in future growth discussions. Um, and and honestly, probably to be more of a sounding board for ideas that the leadership team at NHPA has. Because uh, again, we're a pretty diverse group. I mean, we all sell nuts and bolts, but some of us sell boards. Some of us, uh, I call it knickknacks, but you know, some people are more into crafts. Uh, you know, we're all over the place, but you know, everything's got a bin tag on it. So at the end of the day, it's it's a widget, it's a widget, and we're all just selling widgets. Um, but we all come at it at different angles. And I, I think our biggest, as a board, our biggest tool is being able to be that sounding board for ideas that uh, the, the uh, staff there at NHPA has. No, and you're absolutely right. We, uh, you know, I've sit through uh, multiple roundtables or meetings or discussions uh, with NHPA uh, and other independents. Uh, NHPA is great because they, you're right, they look at it as an umbrella. And, and Best, Ace, True Value, Oracle, we all fall under the umbrella and we all have the same issues. We're all fighting the big box or competing. And uh, how do we make us independents better? How do we give us independence, uh, the opportunity to have the tools uh, to be better? Um, and so uh, NHPA is extremely uh, independent. And yeah, there's some side joking going on between different people, depending on what organization you're with. But I mean, fundamentally, we all have the same issues. And uh, NHPA is that link to, to get us all together and move in the same direction. And hopefully that's winning every day. Um, yeah, no, it's, 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 I mean, it's a fun, it's a phenomenal tool for an independent person, especially one when you feel like you're on an island. bucket of resources i mean if you think if you really think about it uh most independent owners or managers store managers um we lay in bed at night thinking about how can we improve and if you actually took the amount of time you think about improving and, and just actually implemented some of the programs that nhpa has i prompt you're going to spend less time uh, implementing NHPA's uh, program, then you will, I shouldn't say wasting time, but developing in your mind, how are you going to implement this and build it? Uh, and you're, and you're going to be, you know, you're going to be better tomorrow than you were today uh, and much quicker. So 
if I could give anyone advice, it's it's you know get a hold of someone. I know there's there's different people in the organization to help walk you through whether it's um, how to understand the cost of doing business study, uh, RMCP class, the retail management certification. I mean that's a spectacular class. I mean that is the uh, um, it's a high level college class that you're gonna your your staff or yourself has the opportunity to take. Uh, but reach out to these people uh, at NHPA and um, just say, hey, I, I want to do this. And there's a, well, it used to be a staff upstairs, but there's there's a staff um, really, I mean, you know, very happily wanting to talk to someone about how to implement what the resources are available and how it fits. Uh, and I, I highly encourage someone to make a phone call. No, I think I'm good. I appreciate your time, Renee, and uh, appreciate everything you're doing for the organization. So thank you.